So I'm torn because I had to go running earlier than I would have liked to because P has meetings tomorrow. So it can't do it tomorrow unless I do it late, but I don't want to do it late. So I have to record now today. And so I had to go running early and I did not want to. And so I intended to start today's podcast by announcing my um, long running intentions to burn this podcast to the ground from the inside out. But it is raining right now. So I guess I wouldn't prefer to run in the rain. So I'm, I don't uh, have anything for the top of the podcast anymore. Well, I mean, that's your life update of, you know, are you Oh, actually, I do to... have one other thing. Um, Iron Man is the, the last Jedi of the MCU. This is a big hot take I have. Uh, I'm throwing that into the mix like an incendiary. Um, so. Yeah. And for me, I actually prefer what um, spoilers for um, Iron Man for him to be dead because I like to raise the voices of. <laughs> non-white hetero men so that's actually why i'm looking forward to the different voices that we're going to be getting and i know that josh you're a big stan of the white best but you know that's a kind of debate that we get into once Mm -hmm. in a while sure well so I'm I'm sorry that you're not running i guess because of the rain i already had to go run i had a big run but P had oh. meetings. So guess okay. which was more important? Guess which was more important? Guess which one we had to schedule for? Peaceful meetings or my big strong run I had to makes me real tired. Your big strong hmm. run. Let me think. <laughs> which one of these things? Oh, man. Oh, off, which one of these things air. did I have to warp my week around? Warp your week around. That's what My that's... whole week. <laughs> so us, whole... we're recording... So we're Wait. recording um, on Wednesday, Ugh. and this is, I mean, we've been recording in really weird times the last, like, month for High Repo Timber, for you, the fans, because um, mm-hmm. Josh is coming out at me, but really, it's because he is not going to come at you, the fans, because we're doing this for you, listener, and my mom. Um, mm-hmm. I'm Pete, this is Josh. Well, Every, this, mm-hmm. if I ever... Yeah. You know, we have a back and forth. Um, whenever I'm saying something in, in the context of this back and forth, like that time that I said you were whoo, young at brain, which I think is probably the funniest thing I ever said. But when I say things like that, do you in your mind think he's just saying that to me because he can't say it to the fans? That's For like something points. you fall back on. Well, so here, here's something I do, right? And... Uh-huh. Because I, you don't really want to pit vaccinated kids versus unvaccinated kids, um, because like it's not their fault. Can't wait to hear where this is going. Some of their parents are doing it. Like only two thirds of this country are vaccinated, and um, I'm. I, and that's I assume... a big problem for you. Oh, it's, you, it's a huge problem. You can't for me. believe that sixty six percent of the citizens in this country are sheep, is what you keep telling me. Okay, so. I'm going to need you to pump the brakes on that, uh, Bongino. So, anyway, because they all worship anyway, Satan. 
All right, thank you, um, alt right Josh. <laughs> I'm. Just, this is the things you're saying to me. I don't really understand all this. Anyway, you just keep trying to explain so it to me. What I do is instead of you know going after the unvaxxed kids, I go after a celebrity who is unvaccinated, and then everything I want in, to channel in into that person. the of the unvaccinated kids? Yes. So okay. I'm like, <clears throat> so there's this quarterback, um, football, um, his name is Lamar Jackson. He's Bored. gotten COVID, he's gotten COVID twice, Bored. and he refuses to get the vaccine because he said, I'm going to talk to my doctors and make the right decision. Um, as a doctor, not medical, um, and then Josh just, I don't know how significant they- because you refuse to disclose that. But mm. would also say yeah, that but you she's a real doctor. Even when they say that for a few months now or a year. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, that's what I do is, you know, if I want to say some comment and try and educate or try and just like vent because it's frustrating that we're in the situation we are, not because of lack of capabilities, but because of. Uh, moronic tendency tendencies that's what i do so josh that's kind of what you do with the fans of you know you come at me you come at me because you care so much about the fans mm-hmm. uh, um so yeah that makes that makes perfect sense to me well josh we had a i had a bunch of things to talk about i've too, never but if been we wanna... closer to quitting the podcast than when you said you couldn't record yesterday or or tomorrow <laughs> never been closer when i i we had already agreed that we were going to record today and then halfway through the day i decided i did not want to and then obviously having already planned to record today you very rightfully were like well i can't record tomorrow and i have in that moment i've never been closer to quitting this freaking podcast well you were also weren't in the right mindset too because you had sent me a message i've now decided any day that starts that ends with the letter Y <laughs> is one where I can't record. Um, and it took me a minute for that too because I am a person I do I love bre- abbreviations. So like it's not Tuesday, it's the twos. Um, oh, are you are, are you a fry guy? Oh, thank you. All right, that's so great, it's fry. Um, so then I was like, oh my gosh, this guy really is trying to weasel his way out of all of this. Um, Weasel my way out is a strong word. Yeah, strong uh, word but for then a strong I was guy. Like, I was like, oh, wait, I can't quit yet because high repo timber is my brilliant idea. And I was, I was like, we have an episode in the bank. And I was like, just release the freaking one from the bank. And then I was like, can't because high repo timber. I have to do high repo timber. High repo timber is the hill I'm going to die on. I keep forgetting that. So... Well, not just that too, but our episode in the bank is—I oh, would say—not good. <laughs> not good is a polite way. Yeah, that's the one we're going to release when the fans betray us, and we're like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> we'll take that." <laughs> I haven't looked at the audio for that, but I'm sure a large portion of it is neither of us talking, and then you kind of like grunting a little bit of like, "Oh, I hate this game. Oh, I hate yeah. this game." And, um, and various dogs. There's definitely dog noises. Oh, there's a lot of dog noises for sure. Well, um, I was coming at this episode with a little um, more f- long, long distance thinking of this pod existing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and we we can do this in another month or we can do this um next week as a little bit of filler although i wouldn't consider this filler but we are going to be um messaging uh christopher sean and by that i mean um we'll either do it on the pod like we did last time and teach Mm -hmm. you how to message a celebrity because um if there's one thing if you've learned from this uh you know we are so passionate at the fans in a good and bad manner. We want to help you out. So is there a celebrity, a Star Wars celebrity that you really want to get in contact with? Neil Patrick Harris, for example, or Allison Brie, who are now in the Star Wars universe. We can help you out because we're going to reach out and see if we can get Christopher Sean to be on Poe Boys. Um, not as like a clout chasing thing because you know we've got our big big thing. We don't need this podcast. And then Christopher Sean, he's just huge. Um, literally, he's a very large man. Um, and that's not a dig at him. He's uh, if you've ever met Christopher Sean. And then he's just uh, he, this is his second project on Star Wars. So a lot of insights about how great it was to work on Visions. Some some pretty rampant editorializing there, Pete. What you don't like Christopher Sean? No, you're you're assuming it was great to work on Visions. You have no idea. Um, even if it wasn't, he wouldn't tell us because he's that he's he's that positive of a person. You don't know that. Um, I have a strong inkling, and I would be willing to make a large, substantial bet with you on that. Um, but you and I. We bet with our fists and we mm-hmm. bet with our hearts, mm-hmm. so it's not as fun. Mm-hmm. Um, his arms wide open, hearts out. That's kind of how we live our lives, <laughs> and yeah. it's we don't have the same you heart know, to the wind. We we don't have the same vices. Twenty twenty one hearts to the wind. <laughs> hearts to the wind. <laughs> it's September of the year, but I think we finally stumbled upon the theme of this year 2020 is for the fans 2021 hearts to the wind hearts to the wind um yeah so i i actually got the motivation for this um a listener of the show kind of suggested it but i was looking through our dms and oh my gosh josh that that message you wrote to christopher sean um you have it up um here i can pull it up very quickly um I just remember how embarrassed that we, you and I both were about um, what we were going to do at Celebration and then what we were unable to do. Um, so just to give you kind of a glimpse and Josh to set the stage, we were supposed to hang out with Christopher Sean. We were supposed to go to the Star Wars Resistance panel. And then what ended up happening again? They scheduled it for Monday. And we didn't think it was going to be a Monday panel. Yeah, we assumed we we assumed it was going to be Sunday morning, just because that was when, like historically, the Rebels panels had been over the mm-hmm. previous Star Wars celebrations. So we just figured that would slot into there, but uh, they gave that to Mandalorian instead. And then, yeah, Resistance wasn't until Monday. So this is just a sneak peek of something we're going to cover maybe next week or um, certainly in October as we try and get a hold of of, um, Christopher Sean. Um, And this is a letter that um, Josh wrote, I think, 
I, I'm, I'm going to give Josh most of the credit for this, if not all of that. Uh-oh. Um, okay. Dearest Mr. Sean, how are you? That's dope. Us too. <laughs> hope, you're, hope you're as excited for Star Wars Celebration as we are. We were unable to get in touch with the proper channels to arrange an interview, but <laughs> our offer to chill on the pod, of course, still stands. Unfortunately, that is not why we are contacting you. Tomorrow, you will learn something <laughs> devastating about the Poe boys, and the media will likely run with it to who knows what heinous conclusions. We will be releasing a press statement about, with tomorrow's episode, which you will, of course, be privy to. But given your support for the pod, Poe Boy Nation, Poe Boys LLC, we wanted to personally make you aware of hashtag. Do you remember the hashtag? God, Pogate? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Make you aware of hashtag Pogate, lest <laughs> you hear it from some other source and think we are trying to hide it from your, from our true fans. Uh, parentheses, yourself and Pete's mom. It's true. The Poboys will not be able to attend the Star Wars Resistance panel this year at Star Wars Celebration. In our hubris as Star Wars insiders, we had assumed that the panel would take place on Saturday or Sunday morning. Assumed with such confidence that we booked plane tickets for Sunday evening back to our dumb old regular lives. Also, we could we um there's a typo. Also, we could really get Monday off. We couldn't get we couldn't get Monday off. We'll give you a moment to process this bombshell. In light of this controversy, we hang our heads in shame, but is our intent to fight any calls from the public for our resignation. <laughs> it is a heinous mistake we have made, but an honest one, and certainly not one demanding we step down and allow Oscar. Isaac, friend of the show, and Mark Hamill, friend of the show, to take over as the new Poe Boys. I think we can agree nobody wants that. <laughs> <laughs> We've given you a lot to take in and have asked a lot of you with this correspondence. The days ahead will no doubt prove trying for you and Pete's mom and our actions may seem like a betrayal of galactic proportions in Order 666, if you will, but we <laughs> hope that in time we can earn back the trust of our fans, friendly, friends, and family. Thank you for your time. A thousand pardons. The Poe Boys, Josh and Pete, Poe Boy Nation, Poe Boys LLC, Diego Boys LLC, Pedro <laughs> Boys LLC. So that was our last correspondence hey, other than... Hey. Um, Can you imagine this this very generous <laughs> man getting this in his Twitter and reading that whole freaking thing? Well, and this oh, just yeah, speaks yeah, to yeah. Christopher Sean as just like a true gem of a human being because we tagged him in our like second or fifth episode and... Um, named him Po Boy of the Week, which mm -hmm. we only had one Po Boy of the Week, <laughs> which yep. was him. Yep. And that was like a 50 minute episode where we didn't talk about anything until like minute 37, where we named him Po Boy of the Week. So he had to go through all of that because he he said like a, a few lines too from the episode that um showed he listened, and then even mm. to this one he responded, "Dude, you guys had me laughing so much. Ah ha 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 ha." Thanks, and I'll see you there Saturday and Sunday. There you go. Um, so he is, I mean, if you have the chance, I know, Josh, we've talked about um, how at our celebration, um, when we go to Anaheim, that you want to decrease the amount of um, pictures that you go with celebrities. Like, you don't have that same kind of interest that you used to the have. The signings and stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I say that now, and then some crazy lineup will get announced. Mm -hmm. But for me, like I'm, so I'm not really big into that whatsoever. But I will take the time to try and find Christopher Sean. Um, yeah. If there's a signing or a picture or something like that. Um, really, really great guy. 
Um, and, you know, doesn't have to. doesn't have to engage with um, a podcast like ours or just fans um, <laughs> such as us like this. Um, honestly, yeah, I would. Um, over a page <laughs> um, DM <laughs> to him. But, yeah, so we're going to try and reach out to him. Maybe we do that on the pod. Maybe we do that separately. Mm-hmm. Um, because his... I, I just watched his episode of Visions. No comments on it, obviously, since, mm. Josh, you haven't Have seen not it. watched a single episode. Now, this is uh, one thing. This, this shouldn't shape your opinion at all, Josh. Um, I've watched three or four episodes already. Um, but with my Disney Plus, it immediately goes to English dub instead of English sub. So did you have uh, any... Um, predisposition of which one you wanted to go to first well i'm torn ordinarily i would i would definitely say i would just do the subtitles um but it's also like knowing that there are so many like prominent performers doing voices for the english dub that's also um very compelling to me so i'll probably watch it with subtitles for i i heard that like all of them together it's like two and a half hours so Mm. i suspect i'll just do both i'll probably do um subtitles first and then do the dub yeah okay yeah i actually so um the christopher sean one's pretty early in um so nine right not yep there's nine so we gotta figure out how we're gonna cover them i think as well and then based on that i think the easiest thing is to do studios and then uh, whichever one Christopher Sean did, we can cover that one in a little bit more detail. But it's seven studios, um, so so seven we can, episodes. We can do seven episodes. Maybe we can cut them down to only the ones with lightsabers. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my mild thing is, if we're gonna do seven, we may as well do nine. Um, interesting. Well, I mean that would bring us into November. Um, so. I'm sure we we can figure something out, but um, definitely a cool day um, to Star Wars Twitter. Uh, I don't like you right now because I got tricked into staying up last night because some people were like, who's staying up until midnight for when it drops? <laughs> and I didn't Pacific realize time, that. Baby. Yep. Yep. And I was like, it was at 12 and I'm like, oh, I just need the refresh. And then an hour mm-hmm. later, I'm like, oh, wow. So I've had a rough day um, today. I know, Josh, with your run, unfortunately. And then for me, I'm just on very little sleep. But um, my heart is to the wind for the fans. Yep. 2021, hearts to the wind. Hearts to the wind. So High Repo Boys, by the way, is what this is. This is High Repo Boys. So uh, you... This will be one of the earliest that we will be getting into an episode in, like, months. I... But, yeah, go ahead. It's... We're 20 minutes in, Pete. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, you're, you're constant, um, badgering me over text about all the content we're having. That's just visions and the DM thing, or is there something else going on? I wouldn't say Christopher Sean ever deserves the words just before or after his name, but, uh, yes, yes, okay. it, it is just anime visions finally coming to Star Wars. Thing. Yeah. Okay. And I want to call it a thing. I would call it a... Influencer to influencer dialogue. Well, it's only a where... dialogue if he responds. Otherwise, it's just a thing. Well, so for now, it's a, it's a thing. Okay. Um, okay. 
good to know. Good to know. Because I'm like, what is he talking about? And I'm like, Googling Star Wars. I'm like, nothing is happening. What are you talking about? Really? They're not promoting Visions at all? Well, I guess I, I knew that. But I, I assumed there was maybe some sort of big other exciting announcement. Because um, there is now they're talking about Disney Plus Day in November. Um, and it sounds like there will be, there's like a, I think there's a Boba Fett documentary type thing interesting about boba fett they announced like a marvel special as well i i'm assuming that disney plus day will come with some announcements as well and maybe maybe teaser or sizzle reel for something or other so but that's not until november and it's not November, it's High Repo Temper. And this is week four of High Repo Temper. And I do not care that Visions came out right now because it's still High Repo Temper. And guess what? It will still be High Repo Temper next Plus, week as well. Visions really missed it, not releasing in 2020. Because then you could have 2020 Visions, 2021 Hearts Out Into the Wind. That doesn't mm-hmm. really rhyme or make any intuitive sense with Visions. No, Big- no, it doesn't. Big fan. So we are in week four of High Repo Timber. Um, yes. We uh, book that we you and I both covered. Um, mm-hmm. Rising Shadows. I want to say Rising Storm. It's Rising Storm. <laughs> um. Yeah. Each time we just keep coming back to the names being awful. Love the content though. Stories... Awful is a strong word. I think if they were awful, I here's the thing. If they were awful. I would remember them more. They're just Interesting. like they're just there. They're just very I would say there. They're very forgettable. Nondescript yeah. is the yes. is is the way because there's like four books that have the word shadows in it. Yep, shadows, darkness, out of the shadows, you know, into the darkness. All I see, absolutely. Turn on horror. the light. I cannot live. I cannot die. You know. <laughs> so uh, we are covering. Um, this is our fourth out of fifth installments. Yes. Um, until the, the big, big conclusion oh, to High Repo Temper. We'll maybe talk about it at the end of this episode. Oh, I will say in High Repo Temper news, they did release the covers for the next wave of books. Um, Falling Star, Fallen Star, Rising Star, whatever. The third adult book. That guy saw the cover for that. And the cover for the first issue of The Martian Row backstory etc etc i'm interested in that so i am um, i am interested in the martian row backstory somebody and josh you don't go on on star wars twitter at all somebody um you know the art the concept art for high republic is very distinct you know it has the same background and it shows like a few jedi shows in the nile and stuff Mm-hmm. Somebody took Yoda and jacked him up. So it's like Yoda <laughs> with like a six pack and like a braid. <laughs> and I legit thought that was like, oh, cool. Yoda's like, you know, jacked to the nine <laughs> in the High Republic. And then it took me a few replies to see that um, this was just a very well done Photoshop and artist doing that. Classic. So that's that's what we have in high repo timber news. Um, but yeah, so this we, we've talked about rising storm. We talked about oh god, out of the shadows, whatever the other one, and then out of the shadows. Week, yeah, last mm-hmm. week we talked about the first volume of Kevin Scott's Marvel comic. And this week is going to be sort of a grab bag, and that we are going to talk about 
IDW's two High Republic comics. Now, neither of these is released in trade yet, but I have the first issues of both. Uh, the High Republic Adventures and High Republic Advent- Adventures, The Monster of Temple Peak. I'm talking about those. And then I didn't even know this third one was coming out until High Re- Repo Temper started, but it actually came out this month. Um, Viz Media did a High Republic uh, manga or at least, I don't know. All I'm saying is it doesn't read right to left. But, you know, manga uh, called The Edge of Balance, which I read. And we're going to get into that as well. Uh, once again, only one of us has uh, read these things. So it's going to be one of those apps. But, um, yeah, I think it'll be a, a worthwhile discussion. Not least of which because... The first one we're going to talk about, I'll figure I'll talk about them in released order. This first issue of Star Wars High Republic Adventures mm-hmm. is the first thing that we will have talked about by the only High Republic uh, team member that we haven't covered anything by, Daniel Jose Older. Interesting. Uh, I don't I don't think we, uh, Justina Ireland, we finally got around to with um, the young adult book you covered. Kevin Scott and Charles Soule have both written um, the Del Rey books. And Claudia Gray wrote um, Into the Dark. So those are all the other uh, group. But we haven't covered anything by Daniel Jose Older yet. Yeah, and it looks like um, he did. So we're covering High Republic Adventures. And then he wrote um, High Republic Race to Crash Point Tower which is a spin-off book from the what are they calling it um th- where the second bit large event in High Republic the Republic Fair or whatever Yeah, the Republic Fair. It's like falling Jedi at the Republic Fair. Right. And um, that's like a which is a junior novel grade book. Yeah. Mhm. Um, and we're big strong adults, so we probably won't read that one. So, High Republic Adventures number 1 which came out, I believe, in December or January. So this one's been out for a while. And I think the trade paperback collecting the first X amount of issues is coming out in the next month or so. And it's by Daniel Jose Older. And then the art is by Harvey Talibau. Talibau. Apologies. T-O-L-I-B-A-O. Uh, I particularly want to note him, though, because the art in this is really good um it's it's some of the best art i've seen of this high republic era uh it has a young yoda in it he is not jacked but so here's what i'll say i can't i can't tell that you we know of about... that we know of josh sorry that sure, we know that's of true. because that's I don't, true I, I we haven't seen him shirtless and granted we don't true. need to i don't want to over sexualize um in the safe work podcast etc but not that mm-hmm. we know of. So sorry about that, Josh. Sure. So the big the big thing about this is the art, and it's really, really good. Now, that aside, last week we kind of talked about the similarities between these stories, and this this book kind of continues in that vein, and that we're introduced to yet another young Jedi Padawan. Uh, this one's name is Lula Talasola. And she's got a group of Padawans and they are on an academic cruiser called the Starhopper alongside Yoda and a bunch of other Padawans. And um, this Buck guy, Buckets of Blood, 
uh, Torben Buck, who I think is a, a Daniel Jose older creation. Uh, he, he plays a more prominent role in this and Yoda plays a fairly prominent role in this. Uh, the most prominent role of the stories I've read in the higher public so far. And this ship ends up on a planet, uh, Trimant four. That is of course attacked by the Nile. And we, we see all that through a character named Zine Marala. And the first issue is pretty much the inevitable, you know, Padawan and co land on planets to help out and Nile are all being the bad guys. I will say they do have a big spider robot in this, which is pretty slapping. Um, very, very neat. And I, again, can't say enough about the aesthetics. And the Nile look fantastic in this. I mean, the, this art is is really, really good. It's, I mean, I'll, I'll save uh, my um, my afterthought on that for later. My qualifier, I should say, for that for later when we talk about another story. But this is this is some of, if, if not the best visual representation of the higher public era that I've seen. Very compelling. So, Josh, um, one question. So it follows this Padawan and then Younglings and Yoda. Is that correct? Yeah. And again, this is just the first issue, though. So who knows going forward, you know, if Yoda, because it obviously, you know, it ends with the Padawans. And we find out that this person that we're we're getting the point of view on on the planet that's being attacked. It appears that she is also force sensitive. Uh, and, okay. and the Padawan and this, you know, force sensitive from the planet um group up at which point they are surrounded by the nile uh yoda and buck are nowhere to be seen and you know to be continued in part two so who knows where are the story they... goes from here but and are they so i'm thinking more like the that ahsoka arc from clone wars where it's her and all the like little younglings no are these are more... all these are all comparably aged preteen okay. looking so like kind of snips at the beginning when she called herself yeah when she was called snips and calling people sky guy and all the clones kind of like yeah these these guys they already have lightsabers and stuff interesting okay yeah so they're not they're not going um out and about to to get crystals or anything like that they're a little further along court and farzala court and farzala okay little cronies so nothing really of note, and any cool species? Uh, yeah, I just don't know any of them. <laughs> oh, so like ones that are like, oh, this <laughs> this looks cool. I haven't seen a There's cyclops in Star Wars yet, but one I guess... of her one of her friends has the like Cubone skull mask that I think is associated with Darth Crate from the. Dark Horse, gosh, was it called Star Wars Legacies or something? Or was it like Star Wars in the future? Um, but I don't know what race that is, what, what species that is. And then her other friend is some elf fellow with a ponytail. And I, maybe he's shown up before, maybe not. But I, I mean, I, I really can't emphasize enough how cool this art is. And the inks, and it just, it looks, it looks very, very cool. And, um, yeah, I mean, just based off of this first issue, I guess I would I would say if you're going to go with a Star Wars comic or if you want to pick up one High Republic comic, 
between the Marvel one or this miniseries we're about to talk with in, in a second or this High Republic Adventures, I, you know, High Republic Adventures is really cool. It, it's funny it's just, that it's, you... It's, it's great to look at. It's funny that you give that description because I took a look at the different species from that because I have mm-hmm. the Wikipedia pulled up and mm-hmm. the I believe the elf person that you're describing according yeah. to according to um is a Zygerian which is interesting because um Zygerians aren't you know the cat they're... people mm-hmm. yeah uh Farzala uh is a Zygerian male Padawan what um mm. there's Farzala and then there's Torben which is a High Republic Torben unique buck. Um, Torben Buck is a um, Aloxian. Looks yeah, like he's a the same as uh, Palpat. What? Aloxian, which is a uh, a new High Republic species that doesn't have any other references. Um, it's the blue. Torben Buck is not a new. Oh, Quart. Yeah, sorry, he's... Quart. He's new. Gotcha. There's Farzala okay. is is the elf looking, and it looks like an elf yeah. right here, but uh, Zygerian, and then Quart is a is a new species that they created for High Republic. Interesting. Um, because I just want to take. I swear that 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 whole vibe of his. Yeah, he's. I mean, if you look up some pictures of Darth Crate, I think that there are. I mean, Darth Crate is essentially just a way more metal and overdone version, but I think there definitely are some. I mean, it, it has to be an intentional allusion to that, I would think. But who knows? Um, and then, yeah, because Torben Buck, the Buckets of Blood, he's the same species as um, Palpatine's little goon, the blue guy with the spikes. Masamata. Um, okay. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see that. Um, yeah, so this is a great book. I mean, I will say again, like I'll say with all these, I, it just seems like I'm getting the same kind of story beats uh, in a different medium with like maybe slightly different characters. Um, you know, Keith Trennis, so we talked about last week, cusses a lot. That's like a quirk of hers. So I'm like inclined to be like, yeah, I like that trait, you know. Um, I didn't get far enough into this series to kind of have the characters get fleshed out. Uh, but it's also only the first issue. And, you know, it's it, it can be pretty hard to judge a comic book just based on its first issue as far as what the, where the story is going. So who knows? I'll pick up the trade of this and, and read the first volume for sure. I, I So I last week, and I, I think this was last week, we talked about how we don't know who that main protagonist is like who is going to be the jedi that takes out martian row there isn't like a connection mm-hmm. with that and i and i find myself thinking like if they did the level of nuance that they're doing with high republic of like providing these different books providing you know fleshed out storylines for literally like 10 15 jedi and they had done that with clone wars i would have been like this is in- this is insane that was a big complaint I had with Clone Wars. Is like, not enough. Really, we get we get Kit Fisto for like what four episodes? One where he's like, "My Padawan, you're you're uh, you're a little you're a little much. You need to calm down." Hmm. And then you know the classic like, 
being on Moncala and that three episode arc, but we didn't really get a lot. Um, certainly not a, a specific book or comic related to that. Yeah. Um, I'm really curious when or if the like cartoon gets the High Republic or a movie. I know that we only have one live action TV show. And when I say only one, I'm not complaining at all, but it'll be very interesting because we don't have that additional thing that we had with Clone Wars that we had with, you know, the originals of video games, books, TV shows, voiceovers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What do you mean the original thing? Of, you know, you have your four, five, and six, but then you also have a comic series attached uh, to it. You have, you know, multiple books attached to it. You have video games attached mm-hmm. to it. So, like, you are expanding and using, we're seeing these characters in different environments over and over and over again. But for us, we're just literally getting all of them, not at a super deep level, but it's like, you know, this one follows that swearing Padawan. Right. The next one that mm-hmm. I see is Ty Yorick. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is... no, I, I, yeah. You make a good point. Cause it's like Clone Wars had a, a skeleton. It was growing out of kind of mm-hmm. like, Oh yeah. That's really sturdy, good looking at sturdy it, yeah. bone structure foundation. I guess that was growing out. Of, whereas like all these comics and stories are supposed to be the foundation, but it's kind of so it, it feels thinly spread sometimes. I won't for the last time compare it to the current X-Men line that Marvel is doing where they reset the kind of X-Men status quo. And it was, oh, the X-Men have an island now and they've built a nation. And now that nation interacts with the world around them. So there are so many freaking X-Men books uh, and they're all set in this status quo. But they're not all telling like the same story. You know, like if there's two different books, like this book is about the mutant CIA. This book is about mutant pirates who are operating on the black market. This book's about Wolverine because it's got to be about Wolverine. This is about, you know, investigations. And they're all there are different flavors to the books, even though they are all like aesthetically, for one thing, very similar because a lot of them largely take place on an island and stuff. And you're seeing you're seeing similar stuff. And there's like similar ideas and big events will will hit all of those books. But each of those books is is you're not they're not the same. They're very, they're very different or they're different enough that you are not going to, I don't know, cross any wires or whatever. And I'm just not getting that out of these higher public stories yet. You know, the aesthetic changes, but it's just, you know, I they don't they don't feel they don't feel like different takes on the same kind of status quo they feel like the same status quo in different mediums that's also i think we also it's unique in that this is a a storyline you know where things end 200 years from now um and you know certain characters like um your boy um yariel poof you know where he ends up. You know where Yoda ends up. Um, but we just don't know the point of some of these stories. So, like, High Republic Adventures, Monsters of Temple Peak, which is the second one that you read, that mm-hmm. one covers Ty Yorick, who... She, right? She, um, yeah. she is... Um, She's from Rising Star, the monster hunter. 
Yeah, she's from she's from Rising Storm. And she's a former Padawan similar to Asajj Ventress of like at one point was in the order but like has since long been past the order and still has her light state or still is using the force and stuff like that but she's functionally like Kanan from Rebels of like kind of a you know for hire person yeah um, certainly comparisons to be made there but is not as good of a person as Kanan by any stretch of the imagination oh boy yeah oh boy. uh Ty-Ork is not a good person oh boy um, no, you you don't think that? Oh boy! All right, so I I just base it off of like Tyoric, what she was doing in Rising Storm, where she basically doesn't she leave like the um one of them? She's like with a mom daughter duo, and she like leaves one of them to die in Rising Storm. She does something pretty messed up to this like um pe- these people that she's hired to protect. Yeah, uh, but I think. No, they leave her. It's fine. It's fine. Let's get on to that book. Okay. Which is the other IDW book. And now talking about kind of the High Republic skeleton and stuff building off of this, I guess this would be an example of that. And that it is a spinoff from the main story, at least as far as this issue is concerned. The Nile and the Drengear don't play a part in it. And they're not like, oh, the Great Calamity. Oh, the fair. And... So it's and it's a mini series. It's only gonna I think it's only gonna be four issues, maybe five. Um, so this is by Kevin Scott with art by Rachel Stott. Uh, yeah, and yeah, it's a it's a flashback. It takes place before Rising Storm, and it kind of just follows her as a monster hunter, and we get a little bit of her actually monster hunting, um, hunting a Gundark. We get a little bit of her droids that are alluded to in rising storm i will say they keep being like oh she doesn't call droids by like a nickname or whatever she's like very by the book or whatever but she shortens the name of her droid when she refers to it sometimes in both books i feel like no big deal just splitting hairs anyway deal goes south on a gun dark that she tries to catch and she ends up killing the gun dark and then, I don't know, Jedi show up, she runs away. We have a little bit of some flashbacks to her time as a Padawan and a buddy of hers, like a Padawan buddy. We don't figure out, you know, what goes on there exactly. But, you know, I assume in future issues that will um, that'll happen. And then she goes and she is brought to summon to a planet for, you know, a monster hunting job. And she decides to go. Hunt a monster that is on, of course, Temple Peak. And that's kind of the gist of the first issue. Um, you know, at the end, she's confronted by a big giant spider. So, yeah. I don't know. It was, it was all right. I mean, I I think that she's certainly... I mean, it's it's like she could easily get slotted into one of the main protagonists in, in one of the books. Yeah. It's I like they're, the they're, for sure. they're slotting each person in and like, what's their kind of thing. So, you know, she has kind of a massage kind of round, but is, you know, a bounty hunter, a monster hunter for hire. Um, certainly a, an interesting character for sure. Um, 
but I'm I'm interested to see where that stuff goes because this is before the Republic Fair, right? Is what you said? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because her life makes a, a a notable trajectory after that, although she's not brought into the fold, I don't believe, into into the Jedi Order. Or maybe she does with Elzar Man. I really wish that I paid more attention to I don't think so. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, then the, the third one, which well, is let's Edge move of Balance. On to this third one by Viz Media. The Edge of Balance. Uh, this one follows a Jedi Knight, Lily Tora Asi. And I'll just read the back of the cover because this one actually has a cover I can read the back of. In the aftermath of the hyperspace disaster, young Jedi Knight Lily Torasi is assigned to help displaced civilians relocate to Banshi, a newly inhabited planet in the Inug system far in the Outer Rim. Banshi is the site of a new Jedi temple led by Master Arkoff, Lily's Wookiee mentor, who imagines the temple as a place of peace for new inhabitants and for those who are traveling beyond. While balancing the arrival of of incoming settlers with the strange mysteries of this remote outpost, Lily wonders if she's doing enough to bring peace to the galaxy. But when hidden dangers begin to emerge, the young Jedi will face her greatest challenge yet. So, first off, right up front, okay, we go to a new planet with another new young Jedi Padawan. Mysteries happen and danger emerges. So, I mean, right there, I think we all know the broad strokes of the story unfortunately, which is yet again kind of an issue that I have with these. And it's, you know, it's either Nile or Dringir, and if it's a mystery, well, not Not, not just gear. that. Not just that, because I'm reading, you know, some some background as we're going through this, because um, what's, what's her Padawan like? Does he happen to be a white male? Yes. Yes, he does happen to look exactly like two different other Padawans. Reef like, Silas and Im- Imra or whoever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Imri Cantaros. Imri Cantaros. Um, yep. And now please bear with me as I mention all this stuff because I do have a lot to say about this. But it, it is like it is a very similar story to like volume one of the Marvel book where it's they go to a planet, people disappear, what's going on? Oh, it's the trinket. Um, and so again, I do have that complaint about it. Now, with that in mind. Uh, so the story here is by Shima Shinya and Justina Ireland. Art is by Mizuki Sakakabara. This was a blast. I loved reading this. And a huge part of it, honestly, was that manga aesthetic. And it's got, like, very pulpy-feeling paper. It's no color. It's just black and, and white inks. And there's just... The, the art just feels very timeless, in a very Star Wars way, I don't it uh, it 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 just felt like Star Wars. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, the art's fantastic. I I texted Pete a snapshot of Stellan Gios from this book because it was just like, oh, look at this perfectly manicured, handsome young man with his very nice beard. Um, but I mean, the aesthetic throughout is fantastic. It's absolutely the coolest Dringer have looked. Um, Lily's, you know, kind of boss whoa, is a whoa, Wookiee whoa, Jedi. Whoa, whoa, Josh, Josh, because you gotta, you gotta say what my response to that text was, which I, I said, remember. either you have nothing going on, or this high repo timber is really amping you up. I almost left your description in, whatever that was about. Man, that guy is handsome. 
um, that those were all my responses. <laughs> I'm glad you stopped me to mention that. <laughs> um, yeah, great, great looking book. And uh, honestly, again, it's you know, I I really enjoyed Lily Torazi, and there's like a through line in this book of her kind of trying to figure out. I mean, it's 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 you know not a not a new story but her kind of having an internal back and forth of like what what should i be doing with it's a very marvel kind of a thing what should what what should i be doing what's my responsibility with this great power and should i be helping the galaxy or should i be helping my neighbor and how to do the best good and you know she's also very put upon by the whole like we're supposed to be peacekeepers yet i have two very cool lightsabers and it's a lot of uh philosophizing that is always something i enjoy with the jedi for the most part until they start doing it way too much in the prequels and it leads to their downfall so there's there's a lot of cool discussions that go on there that i really enjoyed and yeah i mean this book just looks freaking great it's and it was i don't know i really enjoyed reading it um they're they've already announced a second volume the cover for which has the you know revolving door of white second in command little padawan boys that look identical to each other but it was a blast it was a blast i love this book i thought it was fantastic um i think probably my favorite high republic thing that i've interacted with really yeah i just i really enjoyed it i mean it just i I can't say not. I mean, I don't know. Just all the black and white of it all and the art. It just felt it felt very Star Wars to me because there's something that, you know, there's like a I think there is an effort on George Lucas part to instill like a sort of timelessness in those stories. And I don't know, I guess there's just something about black and white <laughs> that makes it feel timeless. I don't know. And I, I mean, also. I'm, I don't read like any manga, so I'm just like, oh, whoa, this is really neat. And everybody's like, yeah, manga rules, dummy. Like, look into it every once in a while. But yeah, I, I thought it was a great blend of aesthetics. And I really enjoyed the protagonist. Um, so one question about the storyline. Um, so you say they're in the outer rim, right? Setting up like a, a planet and mm-hmm. helping refugees. If this is the one that Stellan is in, what how how does that factor? Because he's supposed to be in Coruscant and then so Avar- Stellan is only in it briefly. He kind of is in in it in the beginning. We see like one of these Nile attacks happen mm-hmm. and Stellan is there to kind of help rescue people from that attack uh so i think it's more he just kind of shows up in the beginning i think as sort of a expository device of this is what's going on in the galaxy this is what the jedi are doing so that i think you have some idea of like what the refugees that they are bringing to this planet have been through okay and then using a name jedi to kind of bring that in yeah, named to us okay. anyway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because um, I was I was thinking to myself like she's in the outer she's in the outer rim, and then you have Elzar Man somewhere in an ocean of his own like despair, 
and then mm-hmm. you have of our Chris like going after trees, playing guitar, etc. Playing guitar, uh, just because you can. Um, yeah. But cool. Now I'll have to I'll check that out um, when we see each other in person. Yeah, I would recommend it. I would recommend it. I think I will. I will definitely be getting the the second volume of it. Um, and I mean, again, I you know, I'm like. I feel like it's going to be the same thing with Visions where I'm like, oh, whoa, this looks great. And everybody's like, it just looks like anime, like water anime. And I don't. So it's, you know, it's an aesthetic that I don't encounter often, which is perhaps a big part of it. So I'm sure there's a lot of people rolling their eyes uh, at me getting excited about something else that a bunch of people have been clued in on for a while. But I just, I I thought it was really good. I don't know. I, I was very cynical about like let's do a star wars manga because they have done this is not the first star wars manga they've done they've done like a rebels one they did a leia one and it you know it just kind of feels like disney's trying to conquer the world and they they've talked about you know the star wars films don't necessarily perform well in you know in china and stuff and in asian markets where it's like there's a whole other huge box office to conquer and so part of me is like oh you're all just you're just trying to infiltrate (laughs) the other side of the world and like Mm -hmm. but that's just me being a a a crotchety old man with conspiracy theories probably well probably not but you know i I, yeah so i come to it with a little bit of cynicism but it uh i really enjoyed it i really enjoyed it i would be curious i don't know the story by thing the, the collaboration between uh, Shimish and Ya and Justina Ireland. I'd be curious how that all worked. Like what the breakdown was there. But well, I'm I'm curious if they're meeting, if the story group's meeting for like a second wave because we're coming near the tail end of everything that people did in their first wave of, of these stories, and we're now on the second work for a lot of these people. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, Josh, do you want to do a teaser for our last episode of High Repo Timber, or just look, you kind jerks. of leave them wanting, leave them wanting more? Look, dummies, you've been thinking, oh, this couldn't possibly get better week after week. This whole week, this week's episode. Are you kidding me? Josh looked at Combo he read one time and sort of try to remember what was going on and explained it to Pete, and Pete listened. How could it get better than this? Well, I did, I did, and I, I, I provided some comments. As I did when you did the same thing. It's been great. It's been great all month. People have been loving it. The numbers reflect that. And everybody's like, how can this get any better? Oh, my God. Uh, And I'll tell you how. First off, look, you know, Disney Gallery Plus, Mandalorian. We kind of talked about John Favreau has access to some technologies that maybe would make it possible for us to just have a computer do our podcast for us. And we had talked about maybe reaching out seeing about that who knows and i officially want to announce here that we are gonna uh reach out to john favreau and invite him on for next week's high repo grand finale which is what the 2021 high repo timber suicide squad draft presented by 202 boys 
Okay. Where we okay. will be doing along with Mr. Favreau. Should he be able to make it? He deserves the title. Snake style draft of a suicide squad of suicide high squad. republic characters. Uh, how many characters? I haven't figured that out yet. Uh, and that will kind of give us an opportunity to kind of revisit all these stories, look across the whole High Republic era, talk about characters we like and things like that. And, you know, a little bit of an all branch on Favreau, get a hold of his people stupid love AI technology that makes people's voices from a computer and then computer can do the podcast instead of us. It's going to be great. That's, it's going to be a big deal. The, Everybody's losing their minds about it. That's the dream. So, um, you all too can follow along and do your own draft and kind of throw it in with us. Um, but you're not the same level as us, clearly, because we're kind of going in our deep dive of Star Wars comics and High Republic in general. But if you want to email us your draft, boyspodcast.gmail.com, you can try and follow us at our uh, various social media platforms. And Did you get an email we'll... this week? No. And um, I yeah, I don't have access to the e- I don't have access to the email anymore. Oh. Um, well, and you're gonna you're going to or you're not going to? No, of course I'm not. All right, see you later. Bye.